1: Okay, hello everyone and welcome to the show. So today we have this, Abby Hegney, a health and mindset coach who helps you to quiet that inner mean girl and feel healthier and more confident than ever before without the restrictions, without deprivation and without the guilt. Oh my gosh, yes, Abby, welcome to the show.
2: Thank
3: you, thank you for having me. I'm excited to be here.
1: Absolutely welcome. Can you expand a bit more on, you know, where are you today with your business and who is it you love to work with?
3: Yeah, so I work primarily with women, though a handful of men um, sprinkled in there, which is always fun to expand on that and help them in a very different way, it always seems. Um, But primarily, I work with women um, who are looking to just level up their health and their lives, their habits. Um, They know that their lives are already pretty fantastic. Um, Many of them have families and Um, feel the joy and the energy of their families, but don't often feel that same joy Mm. and energy for themselves. So really focus on helping them to carve out time for themselves to not feel guilty about taking care of themselves, knowing that when they do, they build their own confidence, they build their own energy, they build their own motivation and they show up in a very different way for their families. They're more present and more focused and more energized to keep up with yeah. their lives.
1: Love that. Well, that's also very logical. Okay. We all know we take better care of ourselves, show up yeah. better, blah, blah, blah. But oh my gosh, in the moment, isn't it, isn't it tough? So what is it that you find like time and time again, when your clients come to you that you have to help them to maybe, is it realize or, or work through or overcome so that they start to okay have that foundation to build on?
3: Yeah. And this is where what I call the inner mean girl, you may want to call it an inner critic, um, inner voice, whatever. That's really where that inner mean girl comes in. We all Mm. know the things that we should be doing. We all know the things that we want to be doing. That's Mm. not ever the problem. The problem is making the decision to do it, taking the action to do it, And to do it without overwhelm, to do it simply and effectively, and not in any particular way that necessarily works for somebody else. It's Mm. finding what works for you, being willing to give it any amount of time, take any one step closer. But it all comes down to hearing that voice inside your head. And when I work with my clients, I tell them you have two voices you've got your confident self. And you've got your inner mean girl, inner critic self. That Mm. inner critic is always going to be louder. It's our default voice. It's what we know. It's what's comfortable. So when we try to introduce something new, like taking time for ourselves, all the red flags go up. It's like, hold up. (laughs) Wait a minute. You don't want to be doing this. Remember, all these people need you. Remember how much stuff you have to do at work. Remember that to-do list is so long. And it just beats you down yeah, notch by notch until you're like, all right, you're right. Can't do it anymore. But that confident self is always there too. That confident self is the one that's like, oh, hey, I know I'm supposed to take time for myself today, or it'd be really great if I could get out for a walk or, you know what? I really just need a few minutes for myself. I need to get these thoughts out of my head. I need to journal. I need to write my to-do list, whatever it may be. I think. You know, that self-care looks different for everybody, but yeah. it's being confident enough to tell that inner mean girl, like, hold up, I hear you. I'm just not going to listen to you right now. And being willing to find that other voice that's like, oh yeah, you can do this thing.
1: Mm. So that, let's talk about that mean girl for a bit. Let's let's sort of break mm-hmm. that down. What, those red flags you spoke about, the, the mean girl can bring out all these red flags, tell you all the reasons yeah. What is that trying to do? Why does that even exist?
3: Yeah, it's trying to protect you and keep you safe. It is your, what I call with my clients, it's, it's your baseline.
2: Mm-hmm. It's where
3: you are. It's what you know. It's your comfort zone. Yeah, and anything outside of that feels very uncomfortable. And your mean girl is going to hold you back. It's like you're getting too close to the fire. She wants to pull you back and keep you safe. Like, hold up. You don't want to be doing that thing. We don't know that thing. We don't know the danger that's on the other side of it, right? It's a very primitive thing that goes back to our fight or flight response that at one point in time kept us safe. If we were out hunting and we're afraid, you know, tigers or bears were going to jump out at us, but it's not helping us anymore, Mm. For the most part, right there there are instances where it does help so I don't want to completely negate that but in our everyday it typically is only ever holding us back
1: so that aspect there i guess that can come into play in all areas of our lives in our in mm-hmm. our business in our relationships with our with our physical health so all these things that are new that are different that maybe we we can see the benefits we can see what it might be but the brain, the programming says in this moment, right now,
2: mm-hmm.
1: I want to keep you safe. It doesn't think about the thriving. It doesn't think about the, the positive end result. That is not programmed in us. That has to be nurtured. There's, there's your confident self that you speak about. Mm-hmm. So how is it with your clients? Do you allow them to understand, see this, and then mm-hmm. take actual real steps to, to move through this?
3: Yeah. The first step is that awareness it's allowing yourself to really hear that voice. And one of the things that I have them to do, which anybody can do and I offer it up to your audience here, is to write out that story that you tell yourself on repeat. And this is, you know, I struggled most of my life with body image and feeling confident in my body. You know, I knew all of the things. I was doing all of the things in terms of workouts and watching what I ate and you know binders of meal plans and and workout routines yeah. that was never the problem the problem was that inner mean girl and that voice that always told me it's not enough or you know you don't look like this or you're not doing that or um it's not working and you should just give up and all of those things that that voice tends to tell us no matter where we are in life or what yeah. we're doing but to become aware of that voice it took me over 20 years to actually listen to that voice from like an outsider perspective and to start to question it and be like, wait a minute, is this true? And so writing those thoughts down, it's like you're writing your own narrative, getting it out of your head and onto paper and really looking at what is it that I'm telling myself? Are Hmm. any of these thoughts helpful to me? And to remember that thoughts are just sentences inside your head and you can change them. But in order to change them, you have to recognize them. You have to know what they are. So when they pop back up, you can have compassion for those stories. Again, they're stories you've probably told yourself for a long time. They're stories that keep you comfortable. Again, no matter where you are or what you're dealing with. And they're stories that, and change if you allow it but you have mm. to become aware and then the second step that i would go through with my clients is you have to release any judgment of those stories because you have these stories in your head that tell you you know as an entrepreneur maybe it's you know you've got too much to do you couldn't possibly take any time for yourself you you know you can't possibly go out and move your body or give yourself the energy or you don't have time to sit down and eat a healthy meal. You just have to grab whatever's quick and easy or your work and your kids need you all the time, whatever it may be. And if it's not even body, physical, mental related, maybe it's just simply telling you that you're really struggling in your Mm. business and it's never gonna work or you weren't cut out to be an entrepreneur or a business owner. And it makes you just wanna shut down. If you bring awareness to that and just hear it, And don't judge yourself for having it. Don't judge yourself for that thought and thinking, oh, yeah, that's true. It's not going to work out. Get very curious about it and then start to think about what do I really want here? Do I want to listen to that story? Or do you want to rewrite it? And then the rewriting it is the work. (laughs) It's the work of the work and you will nail it. And then that inner mean girl will like climb to the top of the cheerleading pyramid again. And she's got her megaphone. She's going to pop back up. But once you nail that awareness and the releasing of the judgment and you start to rewrite the story, it becomes easier to quiet her down. Like Mm. It's never about getting rid of her. She's not going to go away. She's, again, there to protect you. But it becomes much easier to quiet her down, to get out of that sort of low motivation cycle that we can get into and pull yourself into a higher motivation cycle. that's going to just have you take that next step.
1: Nice. Beautiful. So with your business, what was it that, what made this like, yes, this is what I want to do. What was that realization that this is my life's purpose, or this is, this is my next business. This is what I want to be doing. What was that moment like for you as you then stepped into, into this new role?
3: Yeah. Um, so honestly, I didn't even know that a health coach was a thing. (laughs) And when I found it for myself, when I was really struggling, when I knew like, yeah, I'm I'm pretty healthy, but there was so much more that I was battling. Mm. Um, but not in a way that was self deprecating if that makes sense but what i came across health coaching and i was like oh my gosh this sounds amazing and then i got experience with health coaching and from the moment the the moment that I started, I was like, I have to do this, and I had been in a completely different world in corporate and nonprofit, worked globally as you know, as a senior director of partnerships, and traveled the world and all of, like all of the things, and I was like, I have to do this. Like it was so far removed from anything mm. I had been doing, but I just knew how much it changed me to realize it's not only in terms of taking care of yourself and feeling healthy and confident, it's not only about food and movement, which is what I had made it about all of mm-hmm. my life. I had never done the inner work. I had done those things, all of the workouts, you know, counted all of the calories, tracked all of my food, tried to stay small in the worst of ways, but I never addressed the mindset piece of mm. it which is the piece
1: <laughs> so let's talk about the mindset piece because yes you've you seen that with humans in general what yeah. we need to do what was missing at that time you're like ah oh, I'm hooked this is it so going from corporate nonprofit into being a an entrepreneur business owner yes yeah. talk about mindset shifts this is a completely different world it's did you come in with did you know exactly what was lined up for you what You were going to be asked to do from yourself? Or was it kind of kind of the the accidental entrepreneur, which is like, I didn't realize all the the admin, the marketing, the sales, the fulfillment, Mm -hmm. all the other areas that come into it. What was it like for you as you you entered and became the business owner?
3: Yeah. Um, so I'm fortunate enough, my husband is an entrepreneur and always has been. I mean, I Mm. used to joke with him, he's never written a resume or gone on a a job interview in his life. He's been on his own from from day one. So I was fortunate enough to have been through that with him. So Mm. knew what it was like, um, how hard it could be, but also how rewarding it is. And, you know, we talked earlier about that inner mean girl and the inner critic only looking at the negative. And like, yeah. I always think about it in terms of like, we look at what we're losing, you know, even when you, um, you know, a lot of the times I get on a consult call with my clients and they think about the money they're losing by investing in coaching, you know, mm-hmm. you know, they, they see it as I'm losing money to put into this. And if you don't know a hundred percent or you don't believe in yourself that it's going to work, that can feel really heavy. But what you don't look at is all of the things that you gain, right? So that investment is like a drop in the bucket, but you get this. And I saw that as I entered entrepreneurship because I had seen it with my husband, like Mm. you put in, especially in the early years, you put in all of this work And you have to do the work. And sometimes, and I think we see this on our health journeys too, sometimes you see those big peaks of the change happening, and sometimes they're smaller, or they may not look like they're there. And then you have to look for all of the things that are changing, even if your mind was focused on this other thing. Mm. So I was very lucky to to have that. So I had that as a, a foundation. And his continued support on those days, but also to invest in people to support me, invest in business coaching, right? Invest in other, you know, mentorships that were going to help me through this and to build a community of, other entrepreneurs was really helpful for me, you know, I mean, Mm. I have a great networking group of uh, mom entrepreneurs that we, we meet every month and we talk about things and we help each other through things. And that's, you know, on top of, you know, investing in my own coaching and, and helping progress that and bringing it back. So
1: with all those different sort of support mechanism, what, what would you say was the biggest thing that helped move the needle for you personally during that time?
3: Um, having somebody that could talk me through the mindset piece of it, it's all what I struggled with in terms of my health and Mm. body image and confidence transfers over to business. It's that same story of, is it working? It's not happening as fast as I would like it at times. Um, You know, maybe it's never going to work. All of those same stories. What did that
1: actually look like? Where were you getting in your own way during that time?
3: When I started? Yeah. Yeah, it was, I would go through these same, what I call low and high motivation cycles, which are a natural part of life, but I would get really caught in the low motivation cycles and just be like, it's too hard. It's not working. And even when things were working, I would focus on the one thing that wasn't working or
1: didn't, <laughs> I should hey, say, doesn't
3: feel like it's working, right?
1: There's that red flag. There's that, I'll oh, let, let the mean girl just say all this stuff and, oh, let's look at this. That's not quite working. Let's get you away from that into what well, we say into comfort. And I'm going to sort of challenge that because yes, we come into the comfort of not going towards what could be seen as a risk, but also It's fucking uncomfortable to be in a place which is i'm not growing it's not succeeding so this it is an uncomfortable comfortable Mm. place oh my gosh there is a conundrum so being drawn back into that so what was it that allowed you to start to actually take steps through that what were those steps for you like what what were you avoiding what were you avoiding that early stage that other people can listen to and be like yeah i'm avoiding this right now oh my gosh
3: Yeah, the thing that has really helped me is evaluating what is happening Mm. and looking at first, what are all the things that are working? And that's in terms of, you know, what's working for me personally, you know, because oftentimes I forget too that part of being an entrepreneur is having the flexibility. I have two little kids, right? And so my daughter was sick last week and your mind can so quickly go to, but I have all of these things to do and I'm not, I don't have the time to to do them or I didn't spend as much time working this week as I normally would like. Mm. And then I have to remind myself, but I've put myself in a position where I can be with her when she's sick and she only wants to cuddle with her mom, right? And so that, yes, there's, something that's not working there because I had an expectation of the things that I wanted to be doing.
2: Mm. But
3: what is working is that I have created a life and a business where I have the flexibility. I was still able to get on calls and coach my clients to the highest degree and get them to move the needle and have their own uh, transformations. But I know that if I needed to cancel those calls, I have positioned my business and my business with my clients to be able to do that. So Mm -hmm. really looking at what is working, what is working for my business, for my marketing, for my sales, for myself and for my life. And then once you have all of the things that are working, looking at, okay, well, what's not working? What's getting in my way and getting very curious because we either want to name everything and it's not really true. You've already kind of listed that on a what's working list. Or you're like, ah, you know, I've got nothing. I don't know what's not working, but it really allows you to get very curious about it. Like, what is not working? And sometimes it's the thought, it's not working. (laughs) Sometimes you're like, I'm telling myself, you know, it wasn't long ago, I did one of these and I had a whole page of things that were working. All of the things that I had done that were going well, that were um, moving my business forward, that was moving my life forward, that was helping me personally and professionally. I had three or four things that weren't working. Yeah. And yet I was like, it's not working. (laughs) Maybe I should just throw in the towel this week.
1: Yeah. So so with that list, so where did your focus go? What was the next step for you?
3: So after that, I always look at, okay, well, what am I going to do differently? I take that what's not working less. And I just look at what is, what am I going to do differently? Mm. And I decide on one of those things at a time. It's just like I would tell my clients, we're not going to do all of the things. We're going to do one, maybe two of the things. And just take the next step, tweak something, write something different, you know, and I don't really remember specifically what I probably have them written down somewhere, what the the next step was, yeah. you know, Oh, it, it was, I was, I had just done a, a workshop and I was like, I could have written more like follow-up emails. And I was like, Oh, I'm just going to write. I think I came down to, I should have written four more follow-up emails. I'm like, well, that's easy. I can write emails. Like I love writing emails. I could have done that, but now it's taking that. I now have the awareness of, Oh, yeah, I had these other things to say and I didn't say them and I should have said them. I had the opportunity to say them. That was the perfect opportunity. And I didn't. And maybe that was because my you know, daughter had been home or whatever was, was yeah. happening. But it just gave me that insight of like, it's not all going to hell in a handbasket. It's just that there's something else we can always be doing. There's things that are working and there's things that aren't working, and we tend to look for all of the evidence of what's not working, and we stack that against us again in every area. I see this with my my clients. So moving
1: forward, how are you gonna? How are you applying this to to your expansion to where you want to go, to what's next with your business? Um, what, what's that looking like for you? What are the challenges that you see coming? They're like, oh my gosh here's some red flags. I can feel them. I can see them already. Um, <laughs> and what are you, what are you looking forward to evolving into?
3: Yeah. I mean, I think it really is, um, you know, the way that I've grown my business has been all organic, which has been amazing. It's, um, I've gotten, you know, my first clients were through social media that's expanded into networking. Um, that's expanded, you know, as I built my client base, it's expanded into referrals. Um, I do a lot of these podcast interviews, which I always find so fun because it Hmm. allows me to talk with other people too. Um, So it's like little sprinklings. And I think really honing in on a couple areas and driving that full force of like, okay, these are like, these are the influx things. The other things don't need to necessarily go away. Like I find it really fun to, you know, do podcasts. Would I ever want to, if that wasn't my influx, would I ever want to fully give that up? Mm. Probably not because it's something I enjoy, but really focusing in on, okay, these are these are the main channels for my business. These others can be nice to have, um, but allowing that focus, almost like a constraint right like it's not like the easter eggs need to be everywhere (laughs) it's like constraining down into a couple things that are really working and pushing it that
2: makes
1: sense Mm. so what is that that's working for you right now what what are the things that's like this is really well this can be scaled this is the thing that could really help my business what are those things for you personally
3: yeah um For me, I would say my email list. I have a fantastic email list. I know my emails are incredibly valuable. I have a lot of people on my email list and good rates and that sort of thing. So I think, um, and I, I I love writing emails. I feel very inspired a lot of the times to write emails. And again, that comes from my own personal life of, Mm. what what I know people are struggling with, because I've, I've seen it, I've experienced it. Um, I find that I'm constantly living in some sort of breakthroughs that I can always relate back to clients. Um, So I think really continuing to focus on that and driving people to my email list um, and getting creative on the ways to do that. I've done that, you know, I've got um, you know, the different freebies and that sort of thing, which I've always tied to my work,, um, but webinars and um, I've reinvigorated invigorated my love for webinars and workshops um, recently. So I've got lots in mind um, to come up in the future. So I think that's probably mm. my main focus. Um, and I love Instagram. I know there's like tick and i'm I'm on TikTok. I really love Instagram.
1: <laughs> nice. Well, Abby, thank you so much for sharing your business, how you help people, and you know behind the scenes what it's like for you as you continue to grow. Thank you so much for sharing.
3: Yeah, absolutely. Thank you for having me. It's been really fun. You're
1: welcome.
3: Hopefully if helpful. people want to
1: find out more more about you and the work that you do, where can they find you?
3: Yeah, my um, website is Wellness with Abby H. Um, com and my Instagram, which again, I love and am most active on is Wellness with Abby H as well.
1: Awesome, everyone, if you're curious, go check it out. But Abby, thanks again for being here and sharing your story.
3: Yeah, thank you.
1: You're welcome. Hey, Katie. Yeah, Mark. Wanna do an outro? I sure do. Sweet. Hey, thank <laughs> you so, so much for listening and making it to the end.
0: Yay, you.
1: So what happens next?